Hey there. Have you ever thought to yourself, I really like hockey and I'd love a show to listen to, but I also don't have enough nonsense in my life and questionable opinions. Ha, <laughs> I got the show for you, bud. And there's some really, really thirsty person in that group, okay? That will be like, I'll give you $7 for that lemonade. And the $2 person is like, whoa, okay, walking away. That person's crazy. That is exactly what happens in free agency all the time. And that is a really good metaphor. And if you don't appreciate it, put the phone down and get out of here. We don't want you around. You can't say, hey, you tripped this guy, but also he dove. Well, if he dove, I didn't trip him. If you're a goalie, just, you know, chill. You don't have to do as much as you think you need to do. But also we talk about hockey. So go check out Siren Sounder, a Canes podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. New episodes every Monday and after every playoff game during the playoffs. Let's go Canes! Episode 70 of the discussion. Five minutes can take a swig of coffee. Matt just woke up. He was uh, he was a bad brother discussion today. Uh, he uh, uh, sweet little thing, my big girl. She's uh, regressing in her, her sleep patterns, so now she's waking up in the middle of the night again. Not normal for a baby. So, uh, of, of a one-year-old, uh, so we're, we're trying to figure that out, uh, and that's why Matt just woke up. Uh, so Mike, Damn it. thank you so much for taking care of episode 70. Uh, we're going to keep rolling. Uh, if, you do it find, if you want to find the Discussion 5, uh, find them at uh, bodpodcast.com and brothersofdiscussion.com, where we also do pro wrestling coverage uh, once a week. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at BOD Hockey uh, for this show at BOD Podcast for the Pro Wrestling Show. We have an Instagram that's uh, Brothers underscore of underscore discussion, and uh, we have a nice little Facebook group. Again, if you want to follow us um, for some pro wrestling coverage, it's called Live Wrestling Discussion with Spoilers. Brought to you by BOD Podcast. We're also here thanks to. Uh, as you heard at the top of the show, the Hockey Podcast Network, um, as we've been giving everybody a bit of a tour around uh, the Hockey Podcast Network, especially with the start of the playoffs, it's important to know that there are so many shows uh, that we offer you here on the Hockey Podcast Network, and uh, we're having a great time. And uh, don't let Matt sleeping in make you think that he's not excited to do this every Sunday. It just so happened. Just so happened that he was up late playing Warzone, and then, and then the baby woke up an hour later, and then, uh, uh, you know, and there was a thunderstorm. Thunderstorms uh, are scary for different reasons when you own a home, and you just put in a patio that uh, requires no heavy rain for 48 hours. So uh, we just finished the patio yesterday. I took pictures of it, posted it on our Twitter, at VOD Hockey. And it says no rain for 48 hours. That's how you should plan on doing it. We rolled the dice because it said 50% chance rain. And it was a downpour. Um, an absolute downpour. So we'll, we're going to see how this goes. Uh, we might have to uh, resurface our, our patio. But Mike, nice. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break the fourth wall and say we, we got to get out of here quickly. Uh, we can, with me sleeping in, we screwed up the entire schedule. So let's, let's jump in here. No. Let's be avoided. Mike, the New York Rangers get the first overall pick. We are almost a week removed from that yeah. happening. Yeah. Um, I, I got to tell you, at the time, 
I was I was still angry. I was still pissed. I, I still saw it as okay, uh another big market gets a top pick. Um I mean it's they, they the Rangers haven't moved up since last year. I mean now they get Lafreniere and Capo Caco. And I think they have goalie prospects of the in-game. But, uh, Matt, I'm going to say that this is still not a, a doomsday code right. red because at it's least – It's not Toronto. It's, it's not – well, I would still like to see Toronto like get the first pick and then, you know, uh, there's some pretty good goalies in this draft. Uh, I think we're going to we're gonna pass on Lofgren here. We already have a top line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, it's, it's At least it's not uh, – I, like Toronto would have been my funniest pick. It's not Winnipeg, which is what I wanted, but it it is not Pittsburgh. That's that's all that's all I asked. So Matt, if this 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 league that we love to watch, um, it, it's the most poorly managed professional sports league, uh, with you know its fingers in the United States. It's easily. You know, maybe a maybe a top six sport at this point, as golf and NASCAR still seem to make money. Right. Um, and arguably, as bowling and cornhole make their ways up the popularity ranks, hockey could be dropping to eighth uh, or ninth if you ca- count like professional wrestling. So uh, maybe if they actually build another super team that's in a big city, get New York interested, uh, they have a lot of money. Uh, maybe this will help sell this league but it's it's definitely yeah. still a fishy um victor for that first pick but it's not a playoff team not a real playoff team i'll say no that and that that's a good point too but i, I think this definitely pushes them because th- there was the conversation like once our timmy panarin came in uh to new york like is is this possible that this team could fit in the in the bubble and of course they they did get to be a playoff team this year uh because of uh, the rules and how everything worked out but um i i i that's where i said at the start i was i was still angry about it for some dumb reason but i i think now and with the points that you're making like i i do i do definitely feel better and i i absolutely agree like it's better for the sport for new york who's on the verge, you know, you get that next year with Capo, you get a prospect that's barely a prospect and is ready to be inserted into your lineup. Um, I, I would like to talk to the New York Rangers uh, team, uh, uh, the podcast, uh, which is uh, Broadway Boys. I'm curious if they are going to trade because they already have a pretty good winger. Um, I'm wondering if maybe there's some other spaces they'd like to fill. And... Um, Maybe trade down. I don't know. Hmm. We'll see. Um, I, let the Red Wings trade up. Yeah, I, I mean, I think they'd rather talk the, to the Ottawa Senators, who have two top five picks. But well. I, Number four is pretty good. <laughs> and I've, I've heard Franz Nielsen is on the trade block. So, I, oh, I don't well, know. Okay. I don't know. What a vet. What a vet in the locker room. You don't want to miss out on that. Uh, no, Matt, the other. Yeah, go. Go for it. <laughs> Another big bubble news. Um, yeah, Tuka Rask. Oh. Hang on. Uh, he, he said he's got better things to do. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, he had a post, and uh, it didn't, uh, it, I wouldn't say it was a, a rousing round of support uh, from the Boston management. They just said, 
Tuka Rask has issued a statement. <laughs> just pasted like his Instagram post where he said, yeah, I'm going to be with my family instead of this ridiculous, you know, fanless tournament. He didn't use the word ridiculous. I did. But um, good for yeah, him. it's got to be a little weird to just not be with your family for, you know, no. weeks and potentially months at a time uh, for a Stanley Cup that is he's definitely going to have an asterisk next to it. Right. And he's got a new baby. Um, I, 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 this is the thought that popped in my head. Uh, a lot of people were wondering, like, what does this mean for Tuka Rask and the Boston Bruins? Don't ask that question. This is about mental health and family. It's not about, like, like if you're asking that question, you are so far off, like, from humanity at this point. You are, are purposefully forgetting that Tuka Rask is a human being. Like, you, you are qualifying him as this other thing that doesn't have the same problems that you have. They have the same problems. They just have to be super talented at hockey. Um, the thing is, though, Tuukka Rask is established in the league. I'm scared for all the guys that also want to do this that aren't Tuukka Rask. And, Mike, I wanted to bring this to pro wrestling when I thought of this yesterday. How many guys have, like, uh, in pro wrestling have fought through injuries because they don't want to lose their spot? Like, there's guys that probably want to go home and they can't because they're not at the level. And I'm nothing against Tuukka Rask. I say, go for it. Get the hell out of there. This is not the best situation for you right now. Um, but that's where I'm worried. I'm worried about all the guys that will or that that, that want to leave, but they feel like they can't. And they're, like, killing themselves right now. I mean, if they make it to the Stanley Cup Finals, we're talking about another couple months of being in this bubble. And they can't. And they can't see their family. I, it's just, man. Yeah, he's I, got it. He's got it relatively easy because he's got guaranteed money coming. Uh, he's already got the resume where he's not gonna like not have a job next season. I think that's a really good right. point. Uh, and then, uh, <laughs> not quite on the same level, but I, I do like that he waited to make sure that Boston was up in the series uh, before <laughs> leaving. Um, he's like, all right, things are good. Lose yesterday. If only because if they were losing and then he left, it'd kind of be like, well, I mean, what kind of sacrifice are you really making? You're only going to be playing, you know, one or two more games anyway. But you know, Boston's up now, so now it's you know a more meaningful statement. I mean, it's that that series is almost over too with uh, Sveshnikov taking, seeing his leg snap in like eight places yesterday. Ah, oh, Jesus. Yeah, it was rough. It was disgusting. Um. I'm sorry. I mean, I, here I am, like, pleading for humanity. Come also. on, man. That's disgusting. Clean that, that up. Thing. Ew, it's gross. Yucky. Um, <laughs> you are grossing me out. <laughs> Come on, Andre. Pull it together. Literally. Um, <laughs> all right. But uh, as we keep rolling along here, we got to get this episode moving. Playoff roundup. Mike, well, I think we're both high-fiving about this. I still, I don't know why... I want Vegas to win a cup so bad. I think this is the best opportunity they've had, especially getting this super easy first-round matchup where it's clear the Chicago Blackhawks spent their entire tank to get into the playoffs officially. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're, uh, those, uh, those Hawks are cooked. Um, I know absolutely. Hawks are normally a predatory bird, but they are next to some uh, balsamic-glazed apples and garlic <laughs> mashed potatoes because those Hawks are done. Um, I, I just, every time I see Mark Andre playing well again, it just warms my heart to know that something else went wrong for Pittsburgh. 
So Vegas is playing Robin Leonard, and the fans want Robin what? Leonard to be the full-time starter. And, like, this is their big controversy. Like, as a Red Wings fan, I'm watching this from the outside. What are you talking going, about? Oh. Mark Andre just won. Yeah, they're, so, because they're playing back-to-back nights. Um, oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry. they get Go to ahead. close. No, yeah, no, you're, you're 100, this is, this is it. This is all Vegas has been arguing about. You're, you, you're, you're right. This has been the argument since day one. Um... So when we had uh, Dave Aikman from uh, the Vegas Nightly podcast on, that's what we talked about. And he was even at a loss. He's like, well, who do we play? Do we play the guy who's got the track record? Or do we play the guy who, you know, I, I mean, for all intents and purposes, you're almost arguing, like, do we play the better guy? <laughs> like, um, and, and I think Marc-Andre Fleury just proved last night, I think you could insert either one. And, I mean, Fleury got him to the cup finals before. I, I, I just can't. I it blows my mind that it's a controversy instead of just going wow we have two great options at any point in these playoffs especially when there's going to be so many games played back to back because they want to get this done yeah. I, I think vegas they're they are honestly in the best position of any team right now and a little hint you know with uh, mark stone playing so well and we're doing our 2010 uh, nhl redraft in a minute here um Man, uh, that guy is—he's just fantastic. There, there's so many guys that are awesome, and then uh, you know, do they produce at the same level? Do they do what they're supposed to do, like with the two-way game with Mark Stone? It's just nonstop with the guy. I—I I, I mean, he's—he's he's easily one of the best acquisitions the the Knights have done. That that wasn't part of their um, uh, expansion draft. Uh, yeah. Definitely I, not Thomas Tatar. It was—it was Mark Stone. I uh, <laughs> I I one quick point. Uh, while we're in the bubble and uh, the playoff games are definitely kind of getting crunched together so we can wrap this up before anybody gets sick. Um, I just want to say what a, what a, uh, an upgrade it is to get these. I know, I don't know what kind of damage it does to the players doing back to backs. Uh, you know, especially on instances where you might have a five overtime game. And I know, I know they kind of made special accommodations for that movement, but I'm saying like selfishly, I love that. It's like the NCAA, like, you know, final four tournament um, that you basically get, you know, these sport games back to back to back to back all day. And they're trying to, you know, you get them, you get them to a point where there's actual momentum and you kind of remember what happened in the last game instead of these instances where it's like two, three days between games and you can't even remember who was leading the series, who even scored in the last game, what the storyline was. It's just now you're, you're, it's almost like, uh, like binge watching it on Netflix, just going back to back to back to back like that. Yeah. So I think it just adds to the enjoyability value for the, the person watching at home. Sorry for the players. It probably sucks. Uh, you don't get time to let the bruises and bumps heal, but uh, I, uh, it's nice for us. I think there, it might go both ways. I think they might want to get this done with because, like, now they get – like, if you if you took a salary of these guys and, like, spread it out over all the months or you're like, all right, or we could just get paid the same amount in, like, two weeks. <laughs> so – I, I, yeah, uh, I, I was always my dream when I do an hourly jobs, like, can I just work two out of the seven days of the week 40, and I'll work 48 straight hours. I'll, yeah. I'll do like a fireman shift. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, appealing to me. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, we want to talk about, um, just briefly because I, I like, uh, I like seeing, uh, Iserman's old team, uh, succeed, especially after last year's, um, embarrassing, uh, shellacking in the first round. 
um, at the hands of the Blue Jackets. But they could easily be in the same situation right now, too. It's kind of scary. Yeah. Uh, no, just uh, Braden Point and uh, our boy Victor Hedman, who just went really high in our redraft. Uh, Number one. guys are kicking some ass uh, right now. Uh, it seems like every time I turn on a hockey highlight, it's just Braden Point with his arms in the air. Um, I know, I know they're only up two to one, but it's, I, I don't know, something about watching the lightning. I just root for them and I'm happy for their success now. And every time I see Hedman, uh, like score assist in the play, uh, in the, in the, in the, in the, he's in the shit. If we were in uh, Vietnam, I just, I, I can't help but think my God, most cider is kind of the same shape. So maybe if we just kind of superimpose that, it'll have worked for us. Yeah. All right. We got our Victor Hedman. <laughs> Nailed it. I mean, it is kind of funny that he was projected to go so late in the draft. And it's always that question of like, well, do you pick the guy that's just scouted to be in the top five? Or do you pick that guy who you just know is going to fit like the mold that you want? And, you know, there could have been another team that just lucked into a Mo Sider. Uh, and then we'd be talking about how they're the Dat Soup Diamond in the Rough pick. But uh, as we as we term it on our, our little show and our redrafts. But uh, maybe you just go out and you're like, fuck it. I'm going to pick the guy that I know is going to work. Um, all right. And, uh, Mike, do you, you want to touch on a uh, little Gus? Gus being oh. in the playoffs and playing his little heart out. And, uh... Well, I had a question for you. Um, yeah. I was watching some Carolina hockey and uh, those those alternate jerseys. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what's going on there. Uh, but I, in Detroit commentary i swear to god we called him mrazic is that not mrazic no i know now it's mrazic yeah because i I listened to the commentary team for the you know the national audience and it was mrazic uh like five or six times yeah i i i think it is mrazic i'm still stuck on that because that's that's what we used to say when he was over here i i i i don't know i I can't make a hard fight uh, because I feel like every now and then I find out there there is a name I've been saying wrong. I mean, there's song lyrics I've been saying wrong since I was a kid, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if we were wrong. Um, but yeah, it's Mrazic. Come on, Mur as Eck. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, a couple other Red Wings are, you know, on the ice. I, I don't, you know, nobody's really lighting it up except for maybe your boy Nick Jensen. Uh, <laughs> they're uh his his uh his uh why don't his capitals you know they're kind of getting hammered right now um uh, I, I asked you before the show why is kovalchuk still uh why why isn't he a healthy scratch yet but he's out there man he's uh he's out of the power play and uh yeah. somehow the capitals getting bombed uh nick jensen is still with no points only a minus one so i just want to say propo to him because he's not he's about getting on the job. stat sheet. He's a defensive defenseman. Yeah, and by God, he's only given up one uh, even strength goal. So good for him. Yeah. I I mean, especially like with the losses the, the Caps have taken right now, that, that's actually kind of surprising that it's uh, it's just a minus one. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if there's a fun team to root for right now, I think it's the Islanders because they just look like they're playing scrappier. We also might be in the situation where Washington's like, oh, we just won the cup a couple years ago. Same thing for St. Louis. We just won the cup last year. You guys didn't have it. We had our Uh, turn. Yeah. You can have this fake cup. Nobody (laughs) cares about this year. Kind of thought Boston was going to do that, but... uh... All right. So, uh, 
Mike, you're talking about Nyquist uh, lighting it up with his two assists, but uh, another thing we like to light up is our nutsack when we're cutting it with our Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 and that beautiful LED light. Mike, I got to tell you, working on that patio, nothing has made it more uh, of a pleasurable experience, a non-sweaty Brillo pad experience. Uh, you can just, you know, really stretch it out. I'm look at mine tight. right now. Yeah, you can wear tight pants and stuff cool. and, and get it done and not have to Still worry looks about good. too much heat getting trapped down there because because you're you're cut and clean with the lawnmower 3.0. Uh Mike, 18 months spent perfecting this thing. It's the third generation. Uh we're we're talking about that LED light to light up where the sun don't shine, that 7000 RPM motor. We've got the beautiful charging stand so that when you've got some lovely ladies coming over, they know that you're well kept. Uh <laughs> Show it off loud and proud, the Lawnmower 3.0. And don't forget, you can get 20% off with promo code THPN. Support the show, support the Hockey Podcast Network by purchasing your Lawnmower 3.0 at manscaped.com using promo code THPN. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Support the show and the network. Woo! All right, THPN. Yeah. I can't say it enough that every time I use it, I'm always shocked the next day that I don't have the scratchies down there. Or <laughs> <laughs> Manscaped, if you tried to do a little, uh, little, you know, groundskeeper willy down there, uh, there was always like a one to two weeks of really bad scritchy scratchies, and that doesn't happen anymore. So Manscaped, thank you. You've made a difference in my life. Uh, but Matt... Do, 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 do. 2010 NHL draft. Yeah. Um, we got we got the year right. 2010. Woo. All right. Just gotta get it right when we. I changed the notes, so we're gonna get it right when we switch to doing the redraft. But Mike, we usually take 40 minutes to do this. We have 20 minutes, so let's let's roll through this. We've got 30 guys that played 500 games. We have. Uh, as this goes along, we're going to have less people making this, you know, obviously we have less people making this list. And what we're trying yeah. to measure is just how many guys are actually becoming like full-time NHLers. So at least we know, like, there's 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 30 guys that were like from draft day, they became a top prospect and found a spot in the league. 30 guys. Uh, scouting department winners. Mike, do you want to take over here? <sighs> This was a tough draft to do this, if only because uh, there were a couple teams that had guys who, because uh, our criteria is, you know, it, it's it's not just who got the top pick and got the top player. It's, you know, you drafted a couple of guys who were meaningful, um, you know, played a couple hundred games, a couple guys who played a couple hundred games. And I, I know it's kind of cheating just because Carolina had, you know, kind of, um, kind of a good spot to draft from. Um, and these, these are like their top top two picks basically, but um, you're going to find out, you know, you might be Vancouver uh, and you might get, you know, the opposite situation of this, which is uh, absolute dog crap. Uh, but Carolina, Jeff Skinner, Justin Falk, uh, two guys contributing today to the NHL. Um, and Freddie Anderson at, at 187, arguably yeah. a dead soup diamond in the rough candidate. He would not win, though, man. There's a, right. there's a slightly a better candidate. He's a candidate. He's not a winner. Uh, like one pick before. Yeah. Those are... <laughs> we also had, uh, I threw Minnesota up there, uh, Michael Granlund, uh, Johan Larson, and then 
Man, a Clancy Award winner, but not not for his novel writing. Not a Tom Clancy Award winner. Uh, Jason Zucker won a humanitarian award. Um, so I always like throwing those little nuggets out there. Uh, the one thing the NHL does right, Matt, is trophies. Stanley Cup, really cool. And then when they go to the links, they have like a gentlemanly award, or in this case, you know, a humanitarian award. So I, I like when they do stuff like that. Um, yeah, I had Carolina and Minnesota up there, and as I alluded to earlier, there was one team that just absolutely crapped the bed. It felt like everybody in this draft um, had at least one or two players play, you know, uh, 100 games or so. Yeah. Vancouver, one man game played. Woo! So, Famously, Alex Friesen from Niagara. Niagara, <laughs> if from the OHL. <laughs> that wasn't bad, man. Oh, uh, man. Your favorite player in the history of organized sports was Pavel Datsuk. Um, he was. And we have a Pavel Datsuk diamond in the roof winner. Man, who was it this year? Uh, it, it, it's my boy that uh, we, we were actually discussing earlier. It's uh, Mark Stone. He, he's a guy that you haven't pegged as, as a two-way forward. And I mean, like, um, not you, but like the... Me. How do you, how do you turn I went out on the, a limb. Yeah. What's the uh, general you? Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, th- this was a guy that was huge for Ottawa, especially when they got to trade him away. And, um, I mean, everything seems to be working out pretty good for Ottawa now with all the draft picks they got from uh, having their fire sale the last few years. But, um, yeah, this is a guy that, that is a top two-way forward. He's getting his selkie votes. He's getting his heart votes because now he's putting up the points like a gangbuster. Uh, and now he's leading the way for Vegas. And I, I'm still saying over the last couple of years, it's one of the best uh, pickups. Because you, you look at like what Ottawa was throwing away. Uh, Eric Carlson, he's a shell of a man. Uh, Matt Duchesne, uh, or I should say he's a shell of himself. He's not that, Carlson's not that bad. But he's definitely no. a shade, you know, past where he used to be. And Matt Duchesne didn't really seem to help the Predators do too much. But Mark Stone, that was the guy that, I think the rest of the NHL should have been knocking on the door for uh, uh, to, to Ottawa to pick him up, and uh, Vegas Vegas nailed it, and uh, he's he's making all the difference in the world. And a hell of a move too to trade for him and then sign him to like a six year contract. But uh, Mark Stone, good on you. I, I also want to say in my uh, my own ranking uh, of of this draft, I have two other guys that could have been that Soup Diamond in the rough. Uh, they were definitely nominees. Uh, but they are—they ended up in my my top ten draft board for what we're going to be drafting in the redraft here. Uh, Mike, the the good boy award um, could actually go to one of the guys I'm referencing uh, in regards to a dead soup diamond in the rough winner. He's in my top ten for the redraft. Uh, but this fella was was not as big a surprise as as who I'm referencing there. I'll just it was Klingberg. Uh, but I'm talking about Vladimir Tarasenko. He's going to get our good boy award uh, only because there's been so much controversy of Tarasenko sticking around in St. Louis, and now the controversy's been ignited again after uh, St. Louis looks like they're going down in the first round. Uh, I mean, we, we were talking about we'll blowing up the team a year we'll ago. We'll take him. Yeah, we got the cap space. Fork him over. We'll take a little Tarasenko on that I first wonder, line. Huh? I wonder if we could make the argument like, you know what, he gets injured all the time. You guys got to give us a draft pick if we're going to take <laughs> Tarasenko. Like... Some of that stuff's got to go down for Toronto. That's that's an episode I'm excited to do when we start looking around and going, who are we going to take? 
We'll take Tarasenko. I, I think, I don't One know. those I'm salary gonna, cap gonna, dump I'm, trades? Yeah. I'm going to say I don't know his salary off the top of my head or what his um, his contract looks like. So, uh, I, I don't know. Can I stumble through this and pick it up even though we well, have... Well, man, I, if I were to just guess, I think he signed like an eight-year, $60 million contract. All right, so his contract is up in 2022-23, which could line up right when whoever we draft this year... Um, needs their restricted free agent contract to be restructured. So we just bid adieu to Tarasenko or, you know, at that point, maybe <clears throat> after he goes three seasons of no points with us, um, <laughs> we offer him a couple mil. Anyways, um, <clears throat> that's our, that's our dead soup diamond in the rough. Uh, or I'm sorry. He's our good boy. <laughs> I'm so all over the place right now. And, uh, the Red Wings, I, I would say actually had a pretty good draft here. Um, nobody's still on the team. That that we're gonna bring up. That's but, not the criteria. Uh, yeah, this right. isn't the good boy award. This is. Did you play in the NHL? Did you make a difference? And arguably, the second best goaltender taken out of this draft. I think you could make the argument that he might. I mean, statistically, they're they're like neck and neck, uh, which would be Peter Morazic and and Freddie Anderson, who we've already mentioned with uh, Carolina Hurricanes. But uh, yeah, so the Red Wings uh, get Riley Shan, who famously had that entire season of no goals. And I went to the last game at the Joe where Riley Sheehan scored two goals. Not one, but two. Oh, God. I swear, if he had gotten, like, a hat trick that night, that I'm going to remember that for the rest of my Like, somebody asked, what what are you going to remember forever at Joe Louis Arena? I'm yes. going to remember that last game where Riley Sheehan scored two goals and the, the arena just erupted. Like, That's I like... Heard it. That's like it's having like a like loud. a 20-year dry spell, and then you meet Margot Robbie in a in a bar. Like, wow! Yeah. Oh my You're God, gonna give me a like, shot? Woo! That's you know. the perfect analogy. Yeah. It's like yeah. uh when we closed um when we closed Tiger Stadium and uh was it Robert Fick that got a grand slam to end yeah. the night? Yeah. yeah. Just, you know, a name we're only gonna remember because they did something great on that last night. And, and there's our proof that we we actually live in Detroit and like Detroit sports teams. Um, <laughs> also, uh, famously, Timo Polkinen, uh, I think famously for Red Wings fans, is some guy that I thought we were going to get and was going to be this awesome sniper and uh, just it just never really panned out. But, um, I mean, he's still got 83 games in the NHL. That's 83 more than I'm ever going to sniff. So... <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, uh, not a bad draft. And uh, we can't forget Yarncroft, Matt. Oh right, uh, our our second rounder, I think, pick fifty one from Sweden. Uh, from Sweden, yeah. Yarncroft uh, ends up with one hundred and eighty three points in four hundred fifty nine games. Where where is he? Is he in Nashville right now? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's filling roles. He's filling holes. Give old Yarncroft a pat on the back. Is he the Undertaker? <laughs> he's filling holes. <laughs> <laughs> you know holes in lineups i i just he's not he's not a top you know uh top six uh but you know you can't go wrong with is a good a, old bottom six is he a forward. top 12 forward he's quite the bottom he's a top um, 15 so mike nhl redraft for the 2010 draft you ready to get rolling i think that i went first last time i think that you i already know who you're gonna pick and i'm gonna be pissed because it's gonna i'm gonna have to reset my whole board but matt yeah i think you get to go first do you want do you want me to really mix it up uh, <laughs> yeah if you must 
Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I kind of don't want to because I'm going to look like an idiot. But um, <laughs> you got to bail out the Oilers, man, who originally took Taylor Hall. He's this is this is a great point because the Oilers, as we just saw, got nine points out of Connor McDavid, but still couldn't like stop. They can't stop anybody. Uh, so let's do this. Let's help the Oilers out. And uh, they're going to, instead of taking Taylor Hall or even Tyler Sagan, oh, no. um, Mike, they're going to take John Klingberg. The what? Two-time Norris, the two-time what? Norris. He's now the number one what? pick in this draft. Man, I'm Matt blows John up the Klingberg. draft. I'm going to Edmonton. Everything's going to hell in this, in this draft <laughs> board. I, I even ruined my own draft board just to have some fun here. John Klingberg going first, going to the Oilers. Mike, now you can have some fun. You might, right. You're just going to send Sagan back to Boston. No, well, no, no, I, I mean, Boston, Boston uh, <laughs> couldn't wait to have Tyler Sagan. I don't know why I have so much trouble with that name. Uh, they couldn't wait to get rid of him. And I'm not going to make them do that same trade again. So I think they want a guy. Oh, God. I think that they're gonna make it. They're gonna make a little move, Matt. So the top two point getters in this draft, they are dropping because oh Matt, the six foot four, two hundred nineteen pounder, superhero of your Las Vegas Golden Knights, Mark Stone is going second. Oh, I love it! Oh Woo! my god, this is great. Hey, um, uh, <laughs> I, I mean. You know, we, you know, in this town, we got a special place for Lady Bangs and Selkie Boys. And this is a Selkie runner-up. This is a Hart runner-up. Matt, he's kicking ass in Vegas. He's taking them to the goddamn cup finals. He gets he gets basically a point a game. Uh, he's got some wild man hair going. I, I don't think you can go wrong with Mark Stone, man. I, 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 this is a big upgrade. I, I don't think that they're going to want to trade him. He's not a head case. He's a leader. He's a point scorer. What more could you want, man? Well, this next one is I'm sending someone down to Florida, and this is where your career goes to die. So, <laughs> I, Eric, Eric Goodbranson, Goodbranson is like, woohoo! I'm free, <laughs> free bird. Um, I, I guess I mean at this point I need to just go to the draft board because even I like I should have had him go number one. Uh, but it's it's Tyler Sagan. He he's gonna head down to Florida. I mean, there's there's no oh, argument boy. that needs to be made here. Florida. Uh, man. Sagan Sagan. Uh, yeah, slam dunk. It, this this was the number one guy on my draft board. I, I'll just say, he's he's going third, but that's, that's that's what we got. So, Mike, you've got uh, you got the Blue Jackets number four. Who who took Ryan Johansson? Who's now. Uh, Bad. Golfing with the rest of his Nashville Predator, buddy. Golf is <clears throat> quite the hobby. Um, Matt. <sighs> Are we really going to let a former Hart Trophy can or a former Hart Trophy winner drop this far? Oh, uh, you know what? All right. He, he had one. Send him to Columbus. He had one magical season for the Devils. Come on. In one magical season, man. Are we going to really let him drop out of the top four? God damn it. Matt, for one season, that's what you get. You get one season. 
of Taylor I mean, Hall. He got hurt the next year, and he was a point per game guy. I mean, the Hart Trophy is pretty cool. <laughs> Mike, you got 10 minutes? You're the one who needs to get out of here. Wrap it up. Matt, I hope you're ready to blow up this board. Because going number four, I'm taking Jeff Skinner. Woo! Oh, my God. I don't care. Right. I don't even care. I don't care about one 93-point season. You know what? I care about a guy who had three 63-point seasons. Um, okay. Man, he plays on Buffalo now. I feel bad for him. Um, I want him to. I want him to move to Ohio. That's what I really want. I want. They wanted a damn center. They're gonna get a damn center. They passed on <laughs> the wings. I'm not gonna reward them in this redraft. You can have a, a decent. I see you already typing your pick in there, Matt. You want to pick it over a minute? No, I'm good. <laughs> he only had one excellent season. Jeff Skinner is a little. He's consistent, all right? He's not just one. No, mega yeah, pop. He's, you're right. okay, this is Taylor Hall. <laughs> the flat line. At least Jeff Skinner's got a bit of a pulse season to season. So I'm taking Skinner fourth. You're not talking me out of it, Matt. I'm going to say Taylor did suffer with some, you know, being surrounded by hot garbage. So I, I, I am going to take Taylor Hall at, at five. Ooh, and I can't a coattail believe, MVP. Ooh. Can't believe a Hart Trophy winner. We're going to have him <laughs> fall all the way to five. But... Uh, heading over to the Islanders, um, I, I think this is good for the Islanders. They they. So now now what? Now we're saying two straight seasons. We're not counting our redraft from last year, but um, or our previous redrafts, I should say. Um, uh, I mean, this is yeah, this is this is the direction they want to go. I mean, now they've got a John Tavares, and now they've got a Taylor Hall, and I just need a writer. Um, you know, didn't. Didn't really pan out uh, like you would have hoped to pick five wood. So this is a definite upgrade, I think, it, uh, with Taylor Hall. I, I get what you're saying, Mike. There's injuries. There's a lot of struggles. But let's put him on a team where he gets to play with John Tavares. Uh, I think, uh, I, I didn't, you know, Connor McDavid's coming down the line if he stays with Edmonton in a few years. But I think it's a it's a whole different bag of worms to play with, like, more of a, a power forward. Uh with uh, with John Tavares as opposed to Connor McDavid, who's all about speed. Um, so yeah, uh, Taylor Hall, give me that. All right, Mike, you got you got number six with uh, Tampa Bay. Amazingly, Lightning. this guy has a reputation for getting injured, and he's First really only gotten hurt. Reiserman. He's only gotten hurt once. So I I think if Steve could do it one more time, I think he's gonna draft the player that he's gonna trade for this offseason. Ladies and gentlemen. Coming all the way to Tampa Bay. Get ready for Vladimir Tarasenko. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, I, he's he's more productive than Connolly. Uh, you know, an all-star, Matt, I know you care about your heart trophy. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> he was up there for voting. He didn't win. But he was up in, like, the top 10 or 12 or some, or 14 or 15. But, you know, he was up there. He's getting votes. Uh, but before this uh, this season... Uh, where he, he had some boo-boos. Uh, the year before, he was still basically a point-a-game guy. And he was still playing 76 games, 80 games, 82, 82, 80, 77, 64. Um, I, you know, I, it's a guy who puts pucks in nets. Um, I mean, going back to back to back, 37, 40, 39, 33, 33. Um, I, I think that Tampa would be excited to do this, and I hope that the Red Wings can eat up some of that salary and find some way to swindle um, 
the blues out of this guy. That, that would be great pickup for us. And welcome the former Russian Federation superstar, Vladimir Tennessee. Well, I, I think I actually get to upgrade here for the Hurricanes because you, you took you took Jeff Skinner at number four going over to uh, the Blue Jackets who took Ryan Johansson. Uh, I I look at how the points per game are working out, and I, I'm going to yeah. say Ryan Johansson is the guy who's a little bit more productive. Um, eh. I'm I'm going Johansson at, at seven for the Hurricanes. They 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 felt they needed a center. Damn it, they're going to get to go home with one. I, I am actually breaking out my own draft board to do this, so I'm not necessarily drafting right now in the order that I thought that these players ranked. But um, let's let's keep let's keep Ryan let's keep him in the top ten. Ryan, you're going over to Carolina. We'll see how that works out instead of. Uh, you know, fade favorite in Carolina, Jeff Skinner. But uh, I, I think the same result would happen. Just We're just going to go from Jeff to, to Johansson. Mike, you got number eight. Sorry, I'm, I'm kind of rolling through this stuff. I, I mean, they, they're arguably, like, had had the same careers in regards to, to points. Uh, one of them is a little bit more sound defensively, uh, which I would also say would, is Ryan Johansson. Uh, but you do have a few more penalties coming out of Ryan. Uh, he's he's a little bit scrappier than than Jeff, a little less responsible. But I, I think overall they're they're pretty, you know, interchangeable. But I I, I like Johansson more than I like Jeff Skinner. Matt, there's uh, a gentleman by the name of uh, Jonathan Bernier who plays for the Red Wings, and we consider him a modern day superhero. Yeah. Because um, he's able to just take. Bags and bags of garbage every night and somehow carry it to victory sometimes. This player that I'm taking, we can only do this in a redraft. Because ordinarily you can't take a goalie this high. But you're allowed to, now that we have the crystal ball and you can see how it pans out, I think Atlanta, they need a little, they need a little, uh, little something they can trust. Oh boy. So I'm going to do Trust. it. What a strong word. <sighs> Say it. He's up there for the best like a couple times. Minutes. He's up there for the best sometimes. All right. Matt, if you play a minimum of 25 games and you give up the fewest goals against, you are up for a William Jennings trophy. Who even knew that this was a trophy? I think they made this up just so he could have something on his NHL reference page. But Matt, going to Atlanta. He's getting out of Toronto. He's not going to have that Bernier life that he's 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 been doing the past couple years, where he's a, he's just not the goat as in the greatest of all time, but he's bla- he's a blame goat. It's not his fault. Damn it, Frederick Anderson, go to Atlanta. All right, you get to be at the Coca Cola Museum. Oh it's nice and warm down there. Uh, you're, you're getting all-star votes. Uh, you're, you know, uh, a safe percentage of nine sixteen playing behind Toronto. Who knows? Sky's the limit in Atlanta. Um, <laughs> I know he's not going to a better team. All right. But he still has pretty good numbers and he's the best goalie out of this draft. And I, I would be remiss if we didn't take one goalie in this draft. So it's not going to be Mrazic as much as I love him. Matt, Frederick Anderson makes the redraft. I'm, I'm bringing him in. He's, well, I, you know what? It might be because I played a couple fantasy hockey leagues where we counted saves, and he would just get peppered with shots 
every single night playing behind Toronto's uh, defense. And he was basically an MVP um, in fantasy hockey for me. Uh, so, Frederick, thank you for helping out my fantasy team. Uh, I'm doing you a favor by putting you in this draft. <laughs> Congratulations, Freddie. Uh, I'm going to stick with centers uh, when I'm, I'm drafting number nine for the Minnesota Wild, who took Michael Granlin. I think I'm giving them a bit of an upgrade. Um, I, I just... I, I think maybe maybe I'm just judging it by the team overall success um, of, of where Kuznetsov ends up going. But if Kenny Kuznetsov is going to go number nine uh, instead of heading over to Washington, uh, and uh, I, I think I think this is a good match position wise. I think this is a good match style wise, and uh, I, I think uh, I think Kuznetsov does a little bit more than Michael Granlin's able to do in Minnesota, and he becomes less trade bait and more of a a piece that's going to help this Minnesota Wild team actually go deep into the playoffs, maybe actually do something since they took Breeze and Suter away from the Detroit Red Wings and did nothing with it. Um, yeah, Kenny Kuznetsov going to the Wild. Mike, number 10, Dylan McElrath, who is under contract with your Detroit Red Wings, I think, right? He's still under contract. I think, yeah, I think technically he's still employed. Um, I, goodness gracious. We're, we're getting to the nitty Nitty gritty here. Um, there's so many, uh, so many average directions I can go in with this. Pain. <laughs> you can go, you can go in a direction of the guy who's number five on my draft board because I thought I'd make it easy since now we're one pass, one minute past when you needed to get out of here. I'm, I'm making it easy for you. Matt, who was your, who's on your draft board? Let me see if I agree with you. I could display my draft board. I have it written. You're the who's one who can say it. Who is it? Cam Fowler. Really? That's who I was going to pick. Cool. Aww. So I went to college with his junior uh, line mate. So I, I've always had a warm, soft, fuzzy spot for Cam Fowler. So I, I, uh, I'm i actually still friends with him on Facebook. So technically, oh, wow. I'm pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this guy, he has a pretty, you know, I know we don't give a hoot about plus minus, but it was kind of cool that when he was a young puppy, uh, his first two seasons, negative 25, negative 28. But then after that, he just kind of figured it out. Um, like negative four, plus 15, plus four, minus eight, plus seven, plus three, minus 14. And then this year, he was even. So I, I like when, uh, you know, he's, he's just young. He's he's just a kid back then. He didn't understand what hockey was. But now he's a grown-up, Matt. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, a pretty reliable defenseman. Uh, that's just that's just funny that we also I, you had the same draft picks. Um, so he tried he he moves up in in this draft, but I, I don't know. Matt was he the second or third best defenseman out here, just behind Klingberg? I I would say so. I I, I think either one of them had a pretty good shot at being. Um, I mean, they're Klingberg's easily a top two. Fowler's uh, I think you would want to label him at this point as a top four defenseman. Um, depending on which team he's on at, at, at the particular time of their uh, success or failures. But, um, yeah, that, I think easily these guys are the top two. And, I, again, when, this was something where I, I remember talking about Cam when he was coming in. Um, and I, I wouldn't say that he ended up being, you know, the franchise changer, uh, but he's, he's a difference maker. And, uh, yeah, I think if the Red Wings picked up a Cam Fowler in the next couple of years to, uh, to fill out uh, their poorest defensive setup. Uh, I mean, you pull in a top four defenseman. I, I think you're doing pretty good. It's it's when you're like picking up when you have like twelve seventh defensemen and you're like ah they're all pretty serviceable and they're you know they wouldn't make anybody else's team. 
Yeah. Um, so last yeah. uh, last fun fact too. Um, Cam Fowler had to play his minor league hockey with the team for Detroit Honey Bay Tan. Wait, what? Uh, Detroit Honey Bay Tan. That's you mean that's his junior team? What's yeah, that was his junior team. Oh. Before he was in the developmental leagues, he's in the Detroit Honey Baked Ham League. <laughs> so that's that's kind of probably fun. how, yeah, that's probably how I ended up going to school with uh, his line mate. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was well, kind of sad to talk to talk to that kid about it. And I was like, oh, so are you going in the draft? No, that's why I'm, you know, that's why I'm in college. It's, it's, oh. Uh, all right. Well, cool. Cool. <laughs> All right. Well, All right. I, I think that wraps it up. And uh, unless we want to take Dylan McElrath, number 11, man. No, I'm good. So we've got Klingberg, <laughs> Mark Stone, Tyler Sagan, Jeff Skinner, Taylor Hall, Vlad Tarasenko, Ryan Johansson, Freddie Anderson, Evgeny Kuznetsov, and Cam Fowler. We should do that every redraft. Uh, that, that's our top 10 guys going in the 2010 draft. Uh, if you guys are listening, uh, you're seeing uh, our posts on Twitter or you're watching us on YouTube, let us know who is in your top 10 and uh, follow along at BOD Podcast, at BOD Hockey. Instagram is brothers underscore of underscore discussion. And please subscribe rate review both on YouTube and on Apple Podcasts. It's a great uh, deal of wonder for the show. Thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. Have a nice week.